You're listening to the Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Uguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, Thriving Family. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? I'm very happy to be bringing this episode today. Mostly because we just went through Valentine's Day for those who celebrated. And I want to call our attention to something that I think is so important for us as women And not just moms, but as women to understand when it comes to love and loving ourselves and loving other people. And one of the things I've been thinking a lot about lately is this idea of love and self-love and worth. And I noticed that we tend to focus a lot on the concept of love as a verb, you know, an action. And we pay very little attention to love as a noun. So it's almost like love is for something or someone. It is something that we give, right? We act to show, to demonstrate. But I want to present to you that love, the noun love, the deep sense of affection, it matters as much as the verb, if not even more. And I know your brain is going to break just a little bit, but stick with me here. So most of my clients are moms. And one of the things that many of us are taught to do as mothers is this loving our kids a lot. And I say here with so much love and compassion for all of you moms. For many of us, that typically translates to doing all the things even when we don't feel like it. Why? Because we love our kids. And I'm using we love our kids here in quotes. So in this way, we're acting out of love because it's expected of us. We're doing the verb love. And while this is not a problem, I think this is probably one of the biggest issues that we struggle with, especially when we start judging other moms who don't parent the way we do. When we start judging other people who don't treat their children or act in a certain way to their children. So we think they don't love their kids enough. Yet we forget that our definition of love is based on our own limited understanding of what it means to love. So for so many of you listening to this podcast, how did you learn about love? You probably heard it about, about it in a song, maybe from your culture, your family upbringing. You may have learned it from your friends and maybe even looking on social media or the movies that you watch or books that you've read. So you must understand that your definition of love, if you haven't intentionally sat down and decided this is what love means for me, it is probably polluted with some form of somebody else's idea of what it means to love. So a prime example of this for me is growing up in Nigeria, in my culture, especially in my grandma's generation, people didn't have a lot of earthly possessions. So for them, the way you display love was to cook. When people come over to your house, you cook, you get your best vegetables, you get your best meats or chicken or whatever, and you make a meal for that person. Even when your children were upset, you offered food. The first question is always like, have you eaten? That was always my grandma's thing. Like every time you presented a problem to her, she'd be like, have you eaten today? 
And I remember this one time when I was here in Canada, I had called my mom to complain about something and she looked paused on the phone and she was like, find some food and eat and then go to sleep. <laughs> and I was so mad. But this was her way of asking me to take a breather, to nourish myself, because we know when we're upset, we're not thinking. So to nourish myself and to come back and talk when I felt regulated. But she didn't say those words. She just assumed that by doing the finding the food and sleeping, that this would automatically happen. And I remember telling my kids this story when I had my kids and they were like, please don't ever do that to us. So I had to explain to them and teach them what my understanding of love was as a child and then how I define love in the context of our home and what we're creating as a family. And for them, sometimes we still, you know, butt heads about this because sometimes their definition of love is for me to do something else that somebody else's mother is doing. And my response is always, you know what, you can go live with them, right? But this wasn't always the case. It's taken me years to learn. So when I'm coaching my one-on-one clients who tend to be high achievers, who really love their children, they also want to balance motherhood with their passions, whether they're, they're running businesses or they're working outside the home. They want to get to learn how to do this. And the work that we do gets them going faster and understanding how to create their own definition of love so that they still get to be the moms that they want to be. And still get to do all of these other things that they love doing and not feel the mom guilt about it. Because we know mom guilt is a real thing, right? But then they recognize that love is so much more. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it as we progress in this podcast episode. But first, I really want to talk about why we struggle to love other people. Because, I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, right? One of the things I realize is we see things in people that rub us the wrong way, right? So when someone does something, it's easy for you to say, well, I'm just going to withdraw love. Obviously, you're not going to say that. It might look like turning away from them, shutting them down, dissociating. And all of this is a way of protecting ourselves. But when you really think about it, the people that you want to withdraw your love from, that behavior that rubs you the wrong way, it's just a reflection of how you think about yourself or treat yourself, especially when no one is looking. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. Your judgment and treatment of others is a reflection of how you think about and treat yourself, especially when no one is looking. And this is because we all have thoughts. We all have beliefs about what it means for people to be lovable. But the truth is, we really don't need to do anything to deserve love. We're just worthy of love as we are. So when you struggle to love other people, it all boils down to your love for yourself. So the question is not really, do you love other people? It is, do you love yourself? What level of love do you have for you? Is your love conditional? What are the expectations and conditions that you're placing on yourself in order to feel loved or worthy of love? I mean, I could teach you all the mindset tricks and the tactics, but it will always come back to that. Because as the saying goes, you cannot give what you don't have. It is out of the abundance of love that you have for yourself that you can give freely to others without conditions. So it's so important for us to pay attention to the conditions that we place on the love that we have for other people. Where it's like, I show them love, I give them love, and therefore, whatever it is that you're seeking, 
whether it's attachment, whether it's appreciation, whether it's feeling worthy, notice what you're hoping your love brings back to you. Because this, my friends, if you're able to grasp this, you're going to set yourself free from so much anguish and mom guilt. As someone who grew up with a lot of rules about what it means to love, I will tell you that this has been an unraveling journey for me because we've been conditioned with other people and society and culture's definitions and meanings. And it takes a little bit of time to peel back those layers. Sometimes it's really scary and we don't want to go there. We'd rather just stay where we are because it feels more comfortable and safe. But this is what holds us captive. So if we go back to the mom example, what changes if you have that deep affection for yourself? The biggest shift I've seen for me and my clients is that this allows them to step up in how they parent, in how they lead their children, in how they run their homes. And for the people who are leaders, who are managers or in leadership positions, it changes how they approach their relationships with their employees or their peers. They're not wanting to people please. They're not trying to be liked by their children or their partner or other people. They feel confident in how they approach asking people to do things because they're not needing anything from them. It's not a transaction. Things start to feel a lot easier because now something as simple as asking a child to clean up is not about, oh, this child is terrible and they're going to grow up and not be responsible or I suck as a mom. It's just... We're trying to achieve the goal of having a clean space, and that's it. And while this might seem countercultural, I will tell you that as a result, the kids have more respect and they cultivate better relationships with these moms. This is the freedom that comes from giving themselves permission. So, how do you love others even when it feels hard? You start with loving yourself first. Notice where you have conditions, notice where you have expectations. And the rooted beliefs that you have about what it means to be worthy of love. And you want to clean all of that up. This is the, the amazing thing about coaching is in our coaching container, I'm able to watch my clients describe scenarios, describe situations. And I can pinpoint where it is that they're still trying to fight for something, where the love feels conditional for them. And then once they figure that out, it's so easy to start to clean all of that mess up and they feel so much better. Even though there's discomfort, but that's part of the growth. That's part of the work because nothing new feels comfortable. But once you take away all of the fluff, you'll realize that loving other people comes easy. People will still rub you the wrong way <laughs> because that's what is life. If, if you're not having relationships with people, if you're not communicating, if you're not engaging with people. But the difference will be instead of you thinking that they're wrong, instead of you judging them, instead of you wanting to withdraw love and thinking they're undeserving of love, you're going to focus on their behavior. And then you're going to address that rather than attack their worth or value as humans. This is how we love other people, even when it's hard. This is how we love others, even when it's hard. And it's a beautiful place to be. So this year, I'm intentional and I'm going all out to love on my email list. <laughs> I've always had plans, but I've been in school for three years. And even though I'm doing my practicum now, I don't have any coursework. So I have lots of time and I'm just ready to like pour into those women because I want them to start learning how to go after what they want. 
from a place of love, from a place of genuine, deep affection for themselves. Because this is the difference between achieving their goals, achieving what you want by hustling and trying to prove your worth and going after what you want without sacrificing your health, your energy, your relationships. So if this is something that sounds good to you, if this is something that piques your interest, I would love to invite you to join my email list. It is rightly titled Permission Granted. Come join us. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca forward slash join. And I can't wait to meet with you. I can't wait to share some coaching pep talks and some of the best practices that I'm using with my clients and myself all to help you thrive in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood and also in life. All right, my friends, I hope you have an awesome week ahead. And as always, keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.